Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to That Davis Show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. Follow me, please, at That Davis. I'm always fortunate enough to be joined by executive producer Ryan Bukovetsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski one on Instagram. Ryan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. Got off work early. Get to do a show with you. Too bad we got to talk about the Bears, but we get to talk about NFL. So maybe it's a wash there and everything else positive, right? Life's we're here. Short. We're breathing. We're happy. Life's- Life's short. The best part is we get to hang out together, even if it's virtually. Heck um, yeah. And hopefully you're going to have some good news coming down the line and we'll wait before we break that out on here or whatever. But all the prayers and energies to make everything work to your way in your favor because you've been deserving it. You've had some hard times and you've persevered through it. So class to you, bro. Appreciate it, man. How about yeah. uh, the Bears? Are they going to be able to persevere with the, the hardship they're getting? Um, you know what? <laughs> I'll give my predictions towards the, the latter end of this show, right? Um, I, I think they, they I think this is the easy part of the schedule. I, I guess I'll give you that. But looking back on this uh, 14-31, 34-point loss to the uh, Los Angeles Rams and SoFi Stadium, um, first of all, SoFi Stadium is huge. I mean, How looking about that at, in Arlington Heights? Or Arlington yeah, Park. That's what exactly. How about that? Like that place is huge. Like I saw. Um, what's the um? And I used to have this account at work. Um, what's the Allegiant? The the, the stadium in Los Angeles for the yeah. Raiders. Allegiant. Uh, yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Now listen. Okay, it's nice and it's huge. But when you're sitting there and you see the levels that they have in SoFi with two rows of suites, all right, and then like two more levels on top of that, if maybe three, right? It's this, like, like clear glass above. Oh my, that alone. But wow, that that blew my. That was the best part of the night, right? Looking at how huge that stadium is. Right. I kept thinking um, Arlington Park. Arlington. Yeah, Park. we talked about that on Sean and Maya. Jason had mentioned it. Because uh, Virginia, Miss Virginia McCaskey, I should say, I shouldn't be disrespectful. She's somebody's great, 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 great grandmother. And I want somebody to pay respects to my great, 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 great grandmother. Uh, Miss Virginia McCaskey, of course, owner of the Chicago uh, Bears. She was out there. And Jason from What's Up Cuz. Everybody make sure you check out What's Up Cuz on Sports on Chicago uh, Monday evenings. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, he mentioned, you know, Virginia was out there and she was scouting. Right, she's out there. out there. I'm pissed what's happening on the field, but I love this right here. Woo! Man, props to her traveling still. Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. Listen, money gets you out the bed, right? You sit out there and talk about new. You listen. She's talking about this. I, I, listen, this is a totally different direction. Totally different conversation. Totally different direction. Virginia McCaskey is such a great matriarch at this point. Before she passes on, transitions on, she's about to secure the bag bag for the rest of her family members. 
Like, dog, because I mean, right, the gate, right? Just think about if they if they have how many people from Illinois and Northwest Indiana, even though the Northwest Indiana people, it's going to be a problem getting all the way to Arlington Heights, right? You, you, I don't know if you're going to go to all eight to nine games, depending on which year it is or whatever. But Bears fans are diehard, so they'll probably do it and probably get a hotel room out there or whatever and take off work on Monday and do whatever, right? But to think that. And plus, if they, you're like Iowa or Wisconsin, now you might. True, go to a Bears true, game true, that you true. wouldn't go. Even though I don't know how many Bears fans are in Wisconsin, but I will. We got you. Just over the border on the on the western part, maybe a snug, <laughs> snug area. <laughs> but um, to think that that they may have a place that big, I mean, man, I don't know. It may only take a decade or two to get back into black. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you may be printing money real quick, and oh, we not the PSLs. You got to oh, pay to buy the seat. And like, if you could ever get a good team out there. Whoa. Dude, you you listen. First off, you're not going to need a good team because it's no. brand new. Because it's right. brand People are going to go. They're going to want to experience it. They're going to do it. You're not going to need it. That's going to be just the place to go for some people because it's brand new. And I mean, financially, fiscally, it makes every sense in the book. As a diehard Bears fan. I don't want them to leave. Uh, this is one thing we did talk about on Sean and Meyer on Monday. But you know what? If if I was, uh, and I said this, if I was Larry Mayor Lightfoot, um, Lori Lightfoot, I should I would tell them, you know what? If you want that deal, let's start coming to some arrangements to get you out of that deal a tad bit a little bit earlier. Because uh, I'm going to start fixing that place up while you're in it. Because AFC, baby, here we come. All right? And... Drop it. It's no reason to leave it up. Leave it up there empty. I mean, I, I don't know. The crazy thing would be this: how much control do the Bears have, or how much sway do they have with the commissioner's office and the other owners, as far as stopping another team dropping in Chicago? Because, dude, it's just another eight games. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just another eight games. And look, it'd be it'd be weeks where the Bears aren't even in town. You know what I'm saying? Right. Primarily, maybe, maybe occasionally they may be because they're not. It's not. I mean, they're in the same city, but they're not in the same uh, stadium. So it's not like you know um, the Giants and the the uh, Jets, where of course it has to be out of town for them to get games going on there, unless they're played on totally different days. Same with the Rams but, and the Chargers. Exactly. So you know it, why why not Chicago? You know what I'm saying? Like it, I wouldn't even dally around. But that those are some of the things that you talk about after a, a loss on Sunday Night Football, right? When you're not Where, talking about the football. <laughs> yeah, when you're not talking about the football because your team came out, um, your um, highly paid safety. We, you know, we don't know who made that mistake, but it looks like Eddie Jackson may have made one mistake and Marquise Kinsterson made another. You know what I'm saying? I, we know Tayshawn Gibson Sr. took some blame for that. A stand-up dude, we don't know for sure. Um, I was talking to Hope. He was talking about not seeing the All-22s just yet. Um, so we don't know for sure who made that mistake, but still it was a blunder that shouldn't have taken place. Um, and, and, and if it is on Eddie Jackson, it's cons- it's been consistent over the last two and a half years. And I may be given, I may be not including another half, you know what I'm saying? But over the uh-huh. last, at least two seasons, I should say it's two seasons, last two, wait, 2019, 2020. Yeah, 2019, I mean, in 2020, so I'm wrong. Um, it's two, been two years um, that, you know, he hasn't been living up to expectations whatsoever. Um, I saw something where somebody had been like, I don't know what's wrong with, with Eddie Jackson, but it better get fixed. And he liked it and they screenshot and they posted it or whatever. I don't know if it's truly him or not, but it was funny. And one thing I was talking about was the fact that he had the audacity a week ago. They had a video where he's telling the youngsters, 
millions of people could tackle. It's about the turnovers. And I'm paraphrasing it. But I remember thinking then, like, boy, you you're not known as a good tackler. You right. you, you better Proof square up son. Sunday too. Right. You better square up, young man. Um, and I just think it's a lack of focus um, and a, a lack of desire to really lock it in. You know what I'm saying? Because I Which think all of us scary because you can't right. get out of that contract. Yeah, you can't. We 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 looked at it on the show uh, on the Under Center show. Let me say, let me make sure I say um, we were on Under Center and Eric Strobel um, from NBC Sports, uh, great part of the show. Uh, he looked up the looked up the cap ramifications, I believe. And I think next year is 18 and the yeah. year after is seven. And I think so, this year, obviously they would, it would be 25. Yeah. I mean, so in dead cap money. And the thing is, it's not like who's going to trade for him. No. Like you can still, you can still fool somebody with Khalil Mack. Like, man, I got Khalil Mack. Can hey, I the Raiders more? were calling. I'm saying you can still trick somebody with a Khalil Mack trade. Right. But you, Eddie Jackson, no one's take for a free safety. It was safe. Let me do it. Safety. All right. Like <laughs> just a safety. Like no one's taking that. But then you also also not just take it away from Eddie Jackson and, and kind of go uh, macro with it. You look at the play of the entire defense. There was no pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. What just a, a, a sack split up between Akeem Hicks and Robert Quinn. Um, you know, where's where's um, Khalil Mack? Eddie Goldman wasn't there. Listen, I, I'm hoping and I don't think. <sighs> I don't know how much I should take from this upcoming game, and we'll get into this upcoming game. But if they have success, and let's say Eddie Goldman, Eddie Goldman came back to practice today. He's limited, and so did Jason Peters. I believe Peters has a quad injury that he suffered after. Yes. I think he had 32 snaps before he suffered that injury. Borum had 15 before he went out with the high ankle sprain or mid-ankle sprain. Um, I believe it's a high ankle sprain. Okay. And um, it's, it's funny. Um, I want to shout out just so many people. And I always want to help you and keep me on point out here. Uh, definitely, you know, he loves to play barely some But George Bayless, um, from one of the guys from Keeping It 100, was he always hits me occasionally with uh, if someone gets hurt the length of time they'll be out, right? And he was updating me like, it'll be this if it's this. And so shout out to George for hitting me up with that information. Uh, but I, I, the reason why I was bringing up Eddie Goldman, it'd be funny to see that if he's back and you can get that old school push, I know we always look at him as definitely being someone who can stop the run, but just someone who can press that pocket back. Will that angle wise provide help out uh, Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn? If the quarterback is taking a, another step or two back rather because he can't take any steps forward. And that's wishing on a star wishing because to be honest with you, with the type of the type of, I keep saying with the names they have, because the talent was there. I don't I don't know if it's there and proof is saying that it's no longer there because consistently over last year, Robert Quinn didn't play well whatsoever. Um, last year, Khalil Mack was straight the year before he was good the year before that. He was excellent, you know, and I mean, it's trending down. And I think in human nature sometimes what's the benefit of if, if I'm that player outside of. Um, the, the name that's on the back of my jersey, you know, I want to keep respect of my family's name. What's the incentive for me to get back on track when it seems like I'm unsure if the organization really cares? You know what I'm saying? And I felt like that with the defense for years because sometimes I don't know if the naggyisms work on them. You know what I'm saying? Like to where they kind of tune it out and it's kind of just like, so I'm going to sit here and play my ass off, quote unquote, and y'all still are going to be on offense trying to figure, trying to get out of 101. 
And you know what I'm saying? So I didn't think the offense looked terrible. Um, I thought the, the planning was stupid as far as deep passes down the field. I know that um, Aaron Donald had sacked um, Andy Dalton on one double move. But I mean, that's one. I mean, like, dude, you, you going out, you may as well go out on your shield. You know what I'm saying? You may as well truly threaten them and get outside of the box that they're keeping you in. You know, like that's that's where it's frustrating. And then we keep going to someone who's never proved to us that they can do it. Like that's that's where we're being insane. Not for the most part, we're not. We all know what the game is here and that probably we need to move on from our head coach. And I hate saying that because I don't like talking about somebody's job, uh, especially so close. To and we like him. I like I, I mean, as a dude. I would. I think I would have a beer with him, and we could we we'd enjoy some times. So I don't, I'm saying it, but he doesn't. He hasn't mastered this job, and of course, it takes years to master something. But he isn't really good at it. You know, it doesn't take years to be really good at something, especially if you've been a quarterback, you've been a coordinator. You know, that was brief, but you've been involved in football for a majority of your life. And it's from the head offensive position of seeing what's happening on the field because he's been a quarterback in the college and in the arena league. Um, um, one thing, too, I want to point this out. Uh, this was from this was tweeted out by Adam Hogue. But it's from Alex Shapiro, who's part of Under Center. Both of them are part of Under Center. So this is a question that Alex Shapiro asked uh, uh, um, Bill Lazor. Based on what he did in week one, is Justin Fields ready for a full series? Which I still don't understand why Justin Fields didn't play a series. That's the dumb. We talked about this on Under Center. I, I, I got so amped, I mean, so angry at why would you not leave him out there for a series? Why would you do Andy Dalton and Justin Fields like that? Let Andy Dalton have a clean series. Let Justin Fields have a clean series. Don't have it to where one of them, one of them's mistake may affect the other one or maybe affect the other one not even coming out because they made the mistake. Let it be on all of them. Anyway, back to this. I'm sorry. Laser replied. I would have said that after the preseason that he's moving quickly and ready for whatever's thrown at him. So I don't think there's anything changed. Here goes another question from Alex. If he's ready for it, then why isn't he getting those additional chances? Laser. I think Matt, Matt Nagy has probably addressed what his philosophy is on the quarterback position. I don't think that any that that's any different. And I don't think there's any reason for me to answer that. So everybody, you hear Marquise Goodwin talking about Jalen Ramsey's and how right. they played into his, into his hands. Everybody's telling you it's time. You know, I listen, to be honest with you, I got what I wanted. I didn't want him to die to Aaron Donald. <laughs> Put his ass in there. I said game three, game two. Listen, oh, look, 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 if you want to, all right, two game it. Uh, you promised, you promised Andy Dalton he could be the starter. You kept your word at two games, all right? Because yeah, let I'm him play his former you. team, the Bengals. That's all he really wants. Yeah, definitely. Let him play the Bengals. Let him play the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? Let him play the Bengals. But I guarantee you this. And it's funny, and I thought about this today when coming to do the show. Should I, I should be upset at Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace for being men of their words to Andy Dalton because there's too, too many other people that rely on you to say that, I have to keep my commitment to this man, you know, and Andy Dalton's an adult and old enough to know he does not have the NFL cachet in the league or within this team that he should be someone that can't get benched just because I feel like it, you know what I'm saying? Or just because we're going in a different dog. We we've grown up with people getting benched because someone said we're going in a different direction. Do you remember that um, Kurt Warner did not suck as a Giants quarterback? 
All right. Mm-hmm. It was just like, yeah, he's straight. Well, let's get throw the kid in there. Game five. Right. And it almost killed Kurt Warner's career. Kurt Warner had to go around and be a backup and then beat Mike Leonard. Show, basically showed that he's better than Matt Leonard when he was a Cardinal and got basically finished off becoming a Hall of Famer because we saw him in a different system. So we knew it just wasn't St. Louis to show the Kurt Warner's greatness. Um, but we've seen people say, dude, we're going in a different direction. That's it. It wasn't it wasn't anything he did like that. Listen, when you look at New England, they didn't really say like, man, Cam was out here effing up. Right. Even though Cam was out there effing up that yeah. whole leaving for and you're having to miss five days while you're in a competition is ridiculous. That's just being a man to a man. You got you. You have to prioritize what you need to do. All right. And that's a, it's a mistake through communication. You know, you didn't take the vaccine. So, you know what happens when you step out and have to step back in and in danger of infecting all these players. And it's not like it's hypothetical. You got infected last year. You know what I'm saying? So we, we've seen it happen. But still, for them to sit there and say that Andy Dalton, I made you this promise, they didn't know they were going to be able to get Justin Fields. That's cool. But you got Justin Fields. And, I mean, Justin Fields is just, he's ill. I mean, from, I was talking about this, the stats, I think it's like 42 or 44 and three in the Big Ten and in college playoff games. Like, dude, he's, he's proven it. So, especially now that we know the season, is looking dimmer. And he could be a reason to brighten said season that, man, it, it's it's just no reason. And I, I know we had um, the gentleman off of uh, NFL. Um, good, what's the morning show? The NFL morning show on NFL Network. Uh, Kyle Brandt. Yeah, Kyle Brandt's read today that everybody's taxed in on. Our, I also saw uh, Nick Wright. But I mean, this is stuff we've been saying here. I think you it's good, good morning football as well. Yeah, good morning football. And it was a fantastic grant, a Chicago guy. But it's we've all, we all been saying this, that, you know, the kid. Now, I, let me say this, though. I've wanted them to hold back. I'm not going to come over here and act like I was like star Justin Fields from game one because I was not. All right. And also, I could be wrong, too, that you should just start them from game. Let me I also can say that I could I could be wrong. I want them. I want them in by game three. Um, I'm happy if he comes in this game against the Bengals. Um, I want him to see him make some mistakes so he can learn not to make the same mistakes. Um, they need something special because they're in some trouble. And also, and now I'm, I'm, this is pie in the sky. He may be what can galvanize that defense. Just the energy. Having right. something that Explosive makes Explosive on the other side of the ball. When, when you go, we talk about this. We've talked about this. In our lifetime, we've never had somebody in, under this under center that we felt like, oh, we got we got a nuke too. You got nukes. We got nukes over here. Mm-hmm. And so we're saying this is a fan base. But think about saying that as a teammate. All right. And I mean, if you ever play sports, man, losing to sports is one of the worst feelings that you can have. I'll tell you, even worse feeling is getting used to losing where you 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 you, you don't even care. You know, like you, you lack the empathy of like, it's like, whatever, that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? You build up bad habits because you're in this you're in this constant spin of losing. What's the point to a certain degree? You're going, you're going through the motions in practice. You know what I'm saying? You're not taking extra time. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're losing, you know? So it was a terrible game. I know I got into the Boy, future. It was. it was a terrible game. Um, Matthew Stafford, we know who Matthew Stafford's here. Um, Sean McVay has a new toy. Um, it, man, it, it, the, 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 I'm not I'm not sure on Sean Desai. Um, we will have to get into that. We have to wait to see as far as the play call goes. 
um, because that was just execution. I mean, I'm sure he had some blips, but that looked like a lot more of execution and desire than I could say just blown blown play calls for the most part. Um, so we'll see. What were your thoughts on the game Sunday night, Ryan? I'm going to echo a lot of things you said. You know, what really struck me was just like, you know, Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, they might not be bad, but they're not good at their mm. job. And the bar is so low in Chicago, especially when it was Phil Emery, Mark Tressman, John Fox, these people before. So it's like Ryan Pace, he does some good draft picks, but every year he comes in short to positions this year. Corner was a huge one. I was shocked Duke Shelley was inactive. What was the point of all that? And then Marky Christensen, he's been on four teams in four years. This is not a guy that you want just as a starter at your nickel corner. And we know how important corners are. As good as that pass rush could potentially be, if you can't hold receivers covered for a couple seconds, it doesn't matter. The pass rush is not going to get there in time unless they got nothing at offensive line in the opponent. And speaking of offensive line, why did you keep Jimmy Graham to barely ever use him when you could have cut him and kept Charles Leno? And how much better would that have been for the offense week one versus having to go with your, what, like fourth or fifth left tackle that you had planned for this year? And I just think the same thing with the, you're saying, the deep shots. I mean, it's just you have to get more explosive plays. I don't know what Matt Nagy's thinking when the rushing game's working. Give him extra carries then. If, you know, you want to play the completion game, fine, but you got to bring in max protect if you can't protect it and get some shots down for you. You cannot go 12 plays, 80 yards, every single touchdown you're trying to score. And it's just like, what is going on with these two? Like, they are just making the constant mistakes even though they'll do some good things, I don't think Matt Nagy maybe had the worst game ever as a head coach or play caller, but it wasn't good. You see Ryan Pace's roster construction. It might not be the worst, but it's not good. And then it's like, I'm in the same boat as you. At this point, I think the only elixir you can drink is Justin Fields because a quarterback can solve a lot of problems that teams have. You know, we're going to talk about the Bengals game coming up. They have a horrible offensive line. Joe Burrow still got it done. They got it done. Joe Mixon got it done on the ground against a team in Minnesota. They don't have chumps on that defensive line and in that Mm -hmm. defense, especially with the head coach, Mike Zimmer. Like, it's – the – the pressure, I think, should be very on for both of those two. And I just don't know if they're feeling it because of the way Matt Nagy's kind of talking and even just like some of the commentary of how nonchalant he was in the postgame pressers and stuff like that. Like, it's like you need to ramp up that, you know, like uh, thirst or hunger to win. The desperation level has to go up and they have to really consider putting in a Justin Fields and make this offense more explosive. And again, to your point, when you take him on the field in, let's say, red zone, I like that idea. Why are you taking him off the field after you had an eight-yard completion and you're right on the doorstep of the, the goal line when they have to worry about your 4-4 speed? Right. Like, it's just, there's a lot of bafflingness to the Bears right now. And when you have a lot of questions about your football team, you need the best quarterback possible. That's the only shot you got. 
Um, and like you said, the juice that m- the team might feel from having that guy under center versus an Andy Dalton. I mean, I'm sure guys were impressed with his veteran leadership in the offseason, and he probably showed accuracy. But if you're a defensive player, you don't have to see, hey, have we thrown it past 20 yards? Nope. Okay, same old, same old. Listen, my way, <laughs> way too early take, to be honest with you, Ryan, is blow it all up, right? Because it's it's just, and you're going to hear this a lot from me. I'm just not going to lie to myself anymore this year, all right? I'm not. I'm with I mean, you. You, know, you got some assets to move off of. Move you off You got of. horrible cap like right. issues for years at you this may point. As well, you may as well get low and at least get the last year of this kid's rookie deal to maybe be able to do something as far as spending some money because this this situation isn't going to work. And look, if I'm wrong, if it just like a second ago, if I said if it's Justin Fields is necessarily the the activator and he comes in and he's the linchpin and galvanizes this team, man, I'll take it. I think Justin Fields can still come here and be good, but I don't know if this team is still good enough to rally around him to where they it can really make a difference. I would love for that to take place. Right now, I'm murky dismal. You know, I'm not I'm not about to believe in these lies. Stop cheating on me. I'm not to be, to be fair, to your point, like, I don't think anything is going to change with the present starting lineup. You need Justin Fields as the only shot that this season can maybe not be bleak. I mean, I don't care how many times Andy Dalton hits a 10-yard pass. If you're not going to get shots downfield and create some explosive plays with touchdowns and you've already lost your Pro Bowl returner from a year ago, who knows if you're going to get any of that from special teams. And you if know, this Khalil defense, Herbert looked good on that first catch. He did. And I, I don't have any problem with what okay. they've got, but we haven't seen them do it. We don't know if they can provide that explosiveness. And the defense hasn't been turning, taking away the football. You're not going to get short fields. you got to make it happen on your own. Offensive right. guru. Well, we'll see. He got a, he, he has an easier game this week, but the Bengals seem better. All right. Hey, Joe Burrow looks truth. Ooh, I mean, I'm, man. I'm, I'm a Joe Burrow guy. I wish they would have took an old lineman, but listen, he didn't look he didn't look as flustered. And you mentioned the defensive lineman of the Vikings. He didn't look as flustered as what I thought. And there wasn't the type of penetration I thought he was going to get because I thought I was going to be watching that game and see a lot of people around his feet. And that's not what I saw. You know what I'm saying? I saw, you know, saying that they were able to, to to definitely build a pocket around him and keep his his jersey clean for the most part uh, this past Sunday. And let's just go over to that game, the Bears versus the, uh, the, the Bengals instead of the Vikings versus the Bengals. Um, listen, the Lamar Chase, Jamar Chase, whatever Chase his name is, um, sure they look good on Sunday. All right? And uh, that's the last thing I want to see against these suspect DBs, but he's right. a rookie. They should be able to stay, be, 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 be stout. I don't know. Marquis Christensen versus Jamar Chase because you got Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins on the outside. Woo! Uh, so you got Joe Mixon, who's a beast, consistent uh, running back. All right. Um, that's going to be a problem. You know what I'm yes. saying? Because they didn't they didn't face a running back like that with with uh, the Rams. This is a this is a dude dude uh, right here. That he, it's hard to take down. And then you got a, a nice young quarterback in Joe Burrow um, with a nice arm and athleticism enough to, to, to definitely beat you. Um, and their defense played pretty well against line, the Vikings. And that defensive line, 
all right, it's something something to get after, or it's, it's something that's going to get after you. Um, they I shut think the down Bears, Dalvin Cook too. I think the Bears are going to beat the Bengals. I'll lead off with that. Um, I think it's going to be close. It'd be fun or funny if it's not close and the Bears blow them out. I think the Bears have enough fire on their asses and they want to come out and prove something after getting beat by one of the better teams in the NFC. Boy, I hope um, so. I, I, I do. I think, uh, listen, and also, this is now, like, now we start to see, and it may be bit by bit, who and what Sean Desai is going to be. Because you're going to have to scheme. You're going to have to scheme for the, that pressure. And, you know, and, and there's, there's, of course, the fear of leaving somebody open, but you're going to have to do it sometimes. You know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to go zero a time or two. You know what I'm saying? The problem is you don't got the, you don't have the guys on the back end to really cover up. Like for instance, um, um, the, the, the Baltimore Ravens, of course, this is before Peters got hurt, but having uh, Humphreys and Peters where you put a lot of pressure on those cool two cornerbacks. Now our cornerbacks aren't that uh, Cal and I'm a former cornerback and it's Cal Fuller. Um, a really good cornerback. Sometimes you think of looking to a little bit more zonish kind of guy, but still can be placed a man. But you would have had security in knowing that you had Jalen Johnson and Cal Fuller. Because when you're just talking about cutting Jimmy Graham, and I, you know how I feel about it. I don't know if they should let go of Charles Leno. I, I, I wish they would have kept Cal Fuller. Me too. Because that, that opened up such a can of worms and it, it already questionable backside when we didn't know what we were going to get out of Eddie George. And what you went from was you had Cal Fuller, Eddie George, Tayshawn Gibson Eddie Jr. Thank you. Thank you. No, I meant to say, and you're right. I still said Eddie George. Yeah. Cal Fuller, Jalen Johnson, Tayshawn Gibson Sr. And then Eddie Jackson, as far as the play of ranking, as far as their rankings. And now in a way you just have, Jalen Johnson in the OK safety and Tayshawn Gibson Sr. And I know he had a bad game, but he had a good season last year. So I think he should, he should bounce back. But you just opened up a huge can of worms that was unnecessary. And it wasn't like it was a player that was borderline good. This is a player that was really good. And wanted, you didn't draft him, but he was still one of your homegrown players. Um, that just, again, going back to what you was talking about with the issues with Ryan Pace and not necessarily getting the job done. Um, I want to see more D- David Montgomery. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. want to see, and I, I don't even understand why with David Montgomery running the ball, the the wreckage that he was causing and mayhem, why there wasn't play action afterwards. Um, that's right. how you get your D passes right there. Like you, you especially can if you can't and, block it up. Like you want play action, dude. That 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 alone, you could have just sent out two guys. You know what I'm saying? You you could have risked it and sent out three, even if you even if it was a back that was just going to look there and check for who he had to block, and if he didn't have to block anybody, he released. You know what I'm saying? You but you 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 could have done several things that you did not do. Um, which like, was, what's the point of the track star wide receiver group if you're not going to have them run straight downfield past people? Right. Some of that too was the drops, even though still the distance when not having one pass past ten yards, but. I, I complained about this. There's a lot of receivers talking about the anticipation of Andy Dalton. Man, you turn around, the ball's right upon you. You told me all training camp, catch the damn ball when you turn around. You know what I'm saying? You told me this is how it went. Hey, Andy Dalton throw the ball, man. You got to be ready because it's on you. It's on you. It's on you. All right. You you trained for that. So now go out and show me. Show me when the live bullets are out there that you can do this. Um, and I mean, that that that's 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 a hard criticism 
to a certain degree because we know, for instance, I'm one one of those drops talking about Allen Robinson, but we know how great of a player Allen Robinson is. Um, it's just I'm in a bad state of mind with the Bears right now. I'm with you. Like I, I'm with you. I think the Bears will win. And I'm so shaky in saying that. I think that they'll win Sunday, but like all I'm hoping for, I guess, is that this is week one craziness and it's not as bad as I think it actually is. And it's one of those weird things where a lot of injuries in training camp. I mean, guys played a lot more preseason games than the Rams did. So I don't know if there's a sluggishness, but maybe that's still going on. I don't know. Like that. That was just such a flat performance. And like you said, no play action, no trying to get people downfield. It was just like, what are you doing out there? Were you really thinking you're going to win this game 21 to 17? Like you mm-hmm. knew this was going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. Come I'm on. With I'm, I'm with you. I mean. And this uh, game here this weekend, like this is not going to be some easy whatever. The Bengals are going to be bringing it. They got a lot of young, hungry guys. And. They look right in that backfield, uh, Burrow and Mixon, and they got some serious ass receivers on the outside. Like you better be thinking, okay, we need to get in the twenties. Look, look, real talk. He better pull a Mitch like he did last year. If even though the the, the play of the quarterback may not warrant getting yanked, but the fact that you can see where this is going, it's better to yank early than yank later. Mm-hmm. You better go ahead. And, I know that was a questionable phrase. You better go ahead <laughs> and pull Andy Dalton at the half. All right. And put in fields now for a series for the remainder of the game and the remainder of the season. If the first half of that game against so a, 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 a much lesser team, you, you, but you still have the same exact outcome as you had in the first half of the first game of the season in SoFi Stadium against the Rams. It's just, I, I don't even think, because you got, they got to win as many games as, as early as the schedule as possible before they get to the beat of it. So you right. can't even wait to, to Detroit. Right. You can't, you can't even, because you can't, you can't go in Detroit 0 and 2 with the chance that. Maybe what you're going to be one and one and two going into Cleveland because they're not beating Cleveland. They're not. No, it's going to take Johnny. It's going to take Johnny Mayfield having brain cramps and throwing two picks is the only way it, he has to get two turnovers. Maybe so one's a fumble or maybe someone else fumbles. It has to be at least two turnovers for them to beat Cleveland, because I'm going to tell you this. Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett are going to be on whoever's the quarterback's ass. All right. So by the, the fourth game, like after the fourth game, they could be one and three. Right. Like, so right. you, you and then you're can't. relying on injuries for the rest of the way to have a shot in a lot of these games. Dude, you cannot wait and squander this game because this you got to start winning early and often. So at the halftime of this this game against the Bengals, if you your, your offense is stagnant, you got to make the move. You have to be a man to look Andy Dalton in the eyes and say, listen, it's my fault. Be honest. It's my fault. I apologize because I can't get it going and I need to see what I can get with this kid and go from there. You two are men. All right. Men. It's, it's manly. It's manly talk. Sometimes you got to owes bait. it to the rest of the locker room, not just exactly. Andy Dalton. Exactly. And ownership and the fan base. I mean, I know it, the, the fan base is lesser on who they care about, but you owe it to the ownership. You owe, dude, come on now. I mean, all these other kids out here starting, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
one of the things well, I forget, I'm sorry that I forget his name. Trey Lance. Kyle Grant. No, Kyle oh, Grant. Kyle Grant. Mm-hmm. I think the the the, the and it's funny because it, I thought about you and how we were like hesitant because of the the lack of competition that uh, Zach Wilson at BYU BYU competed against, right? When he says, you know, that Zach Wilson is out there in New York uh, and the competition he played against at BYU, but you can't start Justin Fields. Now that one, he kicked the Bears in their teeth, right there. Yes, that's, he did. That's my chicklets of my chick. Yep. I'm a chicklets dude because. <laughs> Yeah, come on now. Sure, he can't listen. I don't know. I, I don't see the board. I don't think that Zach Wilson is football IQ is greater than Justin Fields. All right. Now I know I'll say this, and I think Justin Fields has an extremely strong arm. Zach Wilson got one of them freaky freaky dealies on his on his right shoulder. All right. Like it's something different about yes. how that ball goes, right? It's it's a little different. I'll give you I'll give you that. It's a, it's a little different on that arm. It's a, he has a rare arm right there, right? Um, but still, you know, saying you had a guy that played against the top-notch college football against my Alabama team, beat Clemson. All right, beat Dabo. I mean, dude, it's it's you now. It's on you. You know what I'm saying? I wonder this too. Now I'm gonna play conspiracy theorist, t- tinfoil hat, crock to the side. Um, what if it's this is? I'm trying to keep my job. You know, because if we come out early and Justin's okay, and we're losing, are they gonna be like? We need to leave him in your hands because the, the truth of it is you would hate to switch system in a, in a quarterback early in a quarterback's career. If, if in general, you would hate to. Right. You better get out of this one early. This kid shouldn't have to spend two years in a system that hasn't been perfected or not even perfected. Worked well. Consistency consistent. Right. You know, I won't say perfected. That's asking a lot, but consistently was good. I'll even go to good, consistently good. All right. Like just And to be fair, that was the first half of the first year of his tenure. Ever right, since but no one had that. any tape on him. No one had any tape on him. Nobody knew what Mitch was gonna do. But look, we saw once people start figuring out those plays, it was more of the breakdown how they got away and the turnovers from the defense that propelled them to him. But we saw halfway through after Mitch got hurt, it was never the same. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was never really right. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, think about it. With that game against Philadelphia, we were kind of like, man, this kid isn't it. And then he had that second half that that little carrot that he dangled made you think, you know what, right. next year? Because we were still looking at Matt Nagy being a young coach, and he would, he would grow that next year along with Mitch. And mm-hmm. both of them basically regressed, or they, they stayed stagnant. So, I, listen – don't don't ruin this. We finally may have us one. Um, you got to do what's best for this organization, not just financially, but just in general of, of cachet and quality around the league as far as being a laughing stock. The fact that you've never figured out this position, never, ever. The only person that's in this organization that was alive when that position was figured out is Virginia. And she should know. They got a guy that you cannot squander. I mean, I don't know. I don't think anybody else was around when Sid Luckman was around. I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? I don't think anybody any, I don't think anybody in that organization, I mean, is around. I think Ted Phillips may be too young. He may just he may have just been bored, but he right. he's just a, right. He, he I know Pace and Nagy weren't. You know what I'm saying? So Hell I mean just no. exactly I mean, just to think that you you've had this issue and it's I hate to say it. 
in some ways, it's simple historically to solve. I mean, even Cleveland has three or four all-time quarterbacks. Wait a minute. Otto Graham, uh, Bernie Kosar, depending on how you feel about Testaverde. You know what I'm saying? Depending on how you feel about even Baker Mayfield. And I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is a quality guy right now, but I mean, at least they got guys you could name, right? Yes. Yes. I mean, like, you could be like, oh, look, this guy took them, he took them to the AFC championship game. You know, like, we, 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 and I mean, like, and he was good consistently. You know what I'm saying? So I know Jay took us to an NC championship game, but I mean, good. And he would be the only one. You didn't even draft him. You have to trade right. for him. Again, and like how many times we got to give up two, three first rounders to make up for a pass mistake. Anyway, I'm tired of talking Bears. I'm Let's move you. off of that. Let's go around the league. Get your reaction to some of the things that jumped out to you. I'll give you mines first. And we talk about them every year, and then his coach is going to sit there and it's going to end up being the also ran. But damn, that Kyler Murray. Right. I know. <laughs> I mean, I wish. As soon as I, I saw that, I was like, ooh, maybe I went a little too hard on Kyler. <laughs> it's not Kyler. It's Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Yes. It's not no Kyler. Doubt about it's it. the joystick, the liver joystick with a little, little dude with a cannon on his arm that you can't catch, basically, right? It's not him. It's and accurate. It's, it's, Jesus. Dude, dude. And I mean, that jumped out to me. All right, see, and I, I, listen, early, these last couple years, early Cardinals, boy, doesn't it, it, it drag it, pulls you in. <laughs> early Cardinals, it pulls it you in, like, look it, look it, look it, look it, look it. And then the league kind of figures out Cliff Kingsbury, and he doesn't right. adjust, and then, blah. Yeah. Um, that How about Chandler Jones with five sacks, too, to go with it? Jeez, Louise. Can we pay him? Yeah. Can we make that to you? Can we, I know Shuddy said he wanted his money. Like, can, like he is playing for his dot. Listen, y'all better pay that, man. Like, especially Kyle is on a rookie deal. For front load his contract. Right. Who are you, you paying? Hopkins? That's it. Who else you Hopkins, paying? Hopkins. I don't think Watt is getting crazy. But uh, they just prayed um, um, uh, Buddha Baker has, has got paid. You know what I'm saying? At least he's the safety is out hey, there. Hey, we got a safety and a high-priced <laughs> edge rusher. They can't do it? Money's not uh, so flowing that, in. That one, that one stood out to me. That's my first one. What about you? Dallas actually stood out to me. First game of the season. I mm. liked how Dak looked. I liked how that offense looked. Defense looked better than normal. Mm. They had Demarcus Lawrence lost indefinitely though today with a broken right. foot. And Randy Gregory's out. So I don't so know how I the- feel about Dallas, but that offense is going to score and put up points well, for listen, sure. We knew that. See, my thing is, you know, I had Dak last year because of that. Right. I drafted him and he got hurt. Right. But I, and I'm not a Dak guy, but I knew I was like, man, I'm going to get points off this dude. Right. And this year I didn't because I w- I didn't know if he was going to hold up throughout the right. entirety of the year. So I was like, I'm off of Dak because I don't I don't I can't do injured quarterback this year. Even though I drafted Aaron Rodgers and he got me like 12 points and I lost because I have him and Devontae Adams on my team, right? So it was like I was supposed to win that game. I and had then, Aaron Jones, so that hurt me. Ooh, welcome to my world. Right. So uh, <laughs> did you win? No, I lost by I think like 20. And if okay. I had like subbed out a couple guys and not kept Aaron Jones, I would have won that. Thing. I could have subbed some guys out, but the fact that my quarterback 
gave me uh, uh, a less than a third of what he was probably supposed to give me. And Devontae Adams gave me squat. Um, it just right. harmed my, I mean, that's, that was like 50 points I lost right there between those two, you know? So anyway, um, but still, like, when you say that about Dak, I, I know he can do it. It was great to see him do it, especially us hearing about the arm being his arm being tired. Um, I'm with you. That one, that was sweet. That first game, I'll say this too, man, Tampa, goodness gracious. I'm tired of Tampa Bay already. Like, I mean, come on. Can't y'all I act know. like y'all want a title? They made enough mistakes on the to keep them in there. Right. 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 Like, right. can't you, can't you get a little lazy? Just a little bit. Just your one last year. You got, got like, damn you, Tom Brady. And your I know. I was going to say, it's because it's Tom team, Terrific. Forging his team together he like this. He sipped the Met Gala for the first time in years because it's football season. This dude does not take it off. Dude. So, um... That one was a good one. What were you about to say? Can we can we go Packers? We got to go Packers Saints. That was one of the most shocking games of the weekend, too. It was, but see, this is one thing that's been bothering me. Now, mind you, I drafted Aaron. Rod- I drafted him because it was the quality of it, right? And if this was last year, I wouldn't have drafted him because in the past, those past years where he was first year, where he was kind of figure out what he remember Lafleur was doing. I wasn't getting the points right. And the year before, he wasn't really right. That's why they drafted Jordan Love, right? Or that's part of the excuse to draft Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think Aaron Rodgers was going to. I don't think Aaron Rodgers was going to be an MVP this year because he missed all of offseason activities. And regardless of how great he is, and well, he can just jump in. There's still a rhythm. There's a lather, and there's a, a group chemistry that. In some ways, he may have fractured. I won't say that he has. I'm not in that locker room, you know, um, but still that I want to get out of here. And also the energy that he brings coming back into that. This this is the last dance, man. I want it out of here. I didn't even want to be here. You know, that's not the same as last year. He wasn't saying this stuff last year. He had to go out and prove he was still super great. And then he started talking that talk after it was like, dude, I'm that dude. Right. I just didn't think it was going to just work. I, I, Aaron Rodgers is too great for it to to really, I think, corrupt the entire season. Um, and for my fantasy team, I need not to be. Even though, speaking of the Saints, I did grab Jameis off of waivers. <laughs> That's a good pickup. Listen, Damn, Sunday I was look good. Listen, Sunday a Sunday night, Ryan. I was trying to do it right. I was like, man, I gotta wait. I gotta. I said, I, I have to get. I was like, good thing I lost because then I looked. Tony tried to grab him too, right? I was like, good thing I lost because I know I got a chance to get James Ray. <laughs> like, I was like, I, I like, I'm like, dude, who's gonna be my backup quarterback? And I, I wanted it because somebody who could go off, right? So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go big because I wasn't even really going backup quarterback. I wasn't gonna go backup quarterback this early. You remember we was talking about it when we was doing the, the, the draft thing. I wasn't gonna go double quarterback this early, but I was like, man, if Rogers is out of it, I gotta protect <laughs> my backside. But to see James coming there. And man, throw that ball down the field. I know, I know Sean Payton had to have him a, a little bit of wood. You know what I'm saying? Because he hasn't been able to go vertical in years. Long it's been time. like four to five years before you even know he's never had a cannon, but Drew Brees was still accurate in the anticipation game as far as getting it there, being able to throw, throw the throw the guy open, basically. Um it's been a long time, and to have somebody who didn't commit a turnover, you're still going to get some turnovers from Jameis, but to have times where Jameis really checked it down, took a sack, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, again, like I said, checked it down, threw it to the guy in the flat. Um, it had to feel good. And, and this is part of the reason, too, we talked about it here. 
Well, I always said he stashed the hell out of Jameis last year. He was yes, not going to get Teddy Bridgewater. He was not going to let – even though I think Jameis wanted to stay there with this opportunity to start, I think Teddy Bridgewater would have stayed there had he had the opportunity to start if Drew Brees was going to retire. You know what I'm saying? After that one year that Teddy Bridgewater was there. But mm-hmm. I, I think he didn't even want Jameis to be tempted by other teams with more money because they got cap issues down there uh, with the Saints. He didn't want Jameis – because somebody could have came to him and be like, Jameis, listen, I'll give you a, a three-year deal for – a $50 million deal with $30 million guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? And he, by stashing Jameis, nobody could come in there because nobody knows if Jameis had improved or not. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you look and see what, what you did. I mean, now they're in a situation where, you know, he can pick and choose when he wants to go after, after Jameis, replace him in the draft, depending on who falls where and perhaps where he can move up. You may sit on Jameis. You may play Jameis for another couple years, you know, and that's not to say that he may not be the guy. I don't know if you if Sean Payton would truly just let Jameis ride it out. I feel like Sean Payton would be breaking in battle quarterbacks <laughs> through the draft just in case Jameis gets a little crazy. Because I don't know. Did you see the post game answers in the locker room? Yeah, a little bit. Listen, listen, Jameis one has lost weight. Right. You can see it in his, his movements. He was doing one dance, though. It was kind of like that old Russian dance when you oh, yeah. pop up on the knee. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he ate a W, too, at the end of it. But I was like, <laughs> James, one mistake away from slipping back up, boy. I'm like, it may get too good. It may get too good. Yeah, like don't ride it too high, Jameis. Don't ride too exactly, high. Exactly, exactly. If you're riding high, lobster <laughs> legs are getting <laughs> stolen. Like, yeah, we got to take getting, it easy. People are getting touched and don't right, want to be touched. Right, Like, so it was like, dude, it was like, slow down, Jameis. You know how you can get. So that's why I always feel like you got You may have to have you a little little backup. And I know I'm talking about Taysom Hill. I'm talking about like a, a true long-time threat as far as just in case. But yeah, to not see James, Steve Young. Right. To see, <laughs> but to see, <laughs> but to see, but to see um, Jameis throw, throw for under 200 yards and five touchdowns. That says a lot. You know what I'm saying? The efficiency of getting it done, not just reckless throws. You and know, Sean Payton's just... running the ball, getting play action. Well, you know he's going to do that. Paging, Matt Nagy. That's, that's one thing we keep forgetting that we always think about that New Orleans offense as a passing offense. But when they're really good, they're one of the better running teams in the league. You know what I'm saying? Like, they will dedicate themselves to the run. Especially, you had to do it when you had Drew. I mean, they was doing it when they won the Super Bowl and Drew Brees was a stud then. Heck so it's not yeah. even throughout Heck Drew yeah. Brees being, when they had St. Pierre and, you know what I'm saying, um, forget who else they had that was that was running back there with that team. But, um, yeah, man, it, 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 that one, Jameis definitely, he definitely did his thing. You're right. Uh, that that game, that defense, somebody stole D, stole that defense from me. I was going to pick up that defense, right? I was like, but see, I have Cleveland's defense, right? Because I'm like, okay, I know Cleveland's defense is going to score, but I took them, and I didn't look at who they were playing. They were playing Kansas City the first game. Oh, so yeah. I didn't get, so I didn't get, I didn't get anything, but they're like, ne- their next three games, I'm, it's going to be, it's going to be sweet. So I was like, you know what? Just sit on them or whatever, because you're overreacting because you're upset or whatever. Um, but yeah, that to see the fact that Aaron Rodgers was undone and came out talking about his growing hurting from the offensive lineman not taking care of him and to, just it's bad business, bro. I mean, but this is what listen. This is why in Green Bay, I would have probably made the move. To be honest with you, I would have probably got his ass up out of there. Um, went on because one, I'm going to get draft picks from whoever I traded them, 
And also, right. I'm going to get my draft pick from this year because we're probably not going to be as good as we need to be. You know what I'm saying? And you already got his heir apparent that caused no, they, all of this. No, they don't. They don't. That's the biggest problem. <laughs> no, they don't. Listen, please. That's what oh, created please. it all. Now, listen, we keep saying like, man, but what if what if uh, Jordan Love? I Listen, could be wrong, but boy, let that Jordan Love era kick off, man, because, <laughs> whoo, man, that, that looks like, listen, that looks like Aaron Brooks all over it. We never got to Ooh. see Aaron Brooks take over that job at Green Bay. He got traded to New Orleans, speaking of New Orleans. But that's, right. that looks like it, it have like highs, but lows, right? Yes, like, yes. yes maybe a like lot more lows right to start. Yes, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot more lows. Uh, I got another game for you. Uh, 49ers versus the Lions. Mm-hmm. All right. To see how the 49ers throttled the Lions uh, first half of that game, and I think they were up at like 28 to 10 at halftime, and for the Lions to come back and almost win that game, biting kneecaps, as Dan Campbell told us at, at his, 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 um, his hiring presser. Right. Um, I, right. That that had me worried about facing Detroit. You know what I'm saying? Like, goodness, like, and I, I know San Francisco took their foot off the ball. You know what I'm saying? Mostert got hurt, even though Mitchell was running well. Um, still, I saw something. Speaking of this, though, I saw 49ers fans complaining uh, because Kyle Shanahan said that until Brian Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk could consistently beat out the guy behind him, he's not going to get those, those, all those, those snaps, right? And it goes back to when I was interviewing, um, I forgot who I was interviewing for the 49ers. Who did we interview for the 49ers? Um, I'll get you that. One second. And I asked him about a catch radius guy. He's like, basically, that's supposed to be Brandon Ayuk. And I was like, I don't know. But the 49ers game and how they almost squandered that victory definitely stood out to me. Also, I still don't like the um, Trey Lance coming in and not getting the series. I, but I think you should give... All these quarterbacks, even the starter to me, should be given the decency of not having to do anything, excuse me, with the series that the the kid learning is doing just so he doesn't. It's like coming in as a closer and there's three men on base already. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like I, I want to clean when I come up in there. You know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't think you should do that. So that was one thing that stood out to me, even though, you know, um, uh, Kyle Shanahan is the man. But that that game and how. The Lions came back because it surely was a blowout. And it, it started to look like when we were having discussions about who was going to win the, 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 the NFC West, that uh, me going with the Rams and saying that I think injury, and it still goes to like, you see injury with the 49ers. I, I think that injury is, is, I think it's in them. I think it's, it I, I think, I just, I don't trust it. It's something about that organization right now that I feel like it's an epidemic when it comes to staying healthy, being getting injured that I don't think they're going to be healthy. I just, I don't know if it's the training staff and I don't know if it's the, what the, uh, whatever material they're training on. But right. to me, it's something up there when it comes to keeping those players healthy. So uh, that's why I still went with and leaned on towards the Rams as far as winning that division because I feel like, and they were like, you saw the 49ers had injuries as soon as that game was over. They had guys out. Big time, yeah. You know, yeah, so, and to think that those are going to be the only guys, um, no, I'll be, I'd be a fool. What other game do you have? And it was Rob Guerrero that we had Thank for you. the Thank NFC West. Um, I guess just like a quick one, and then we could talk about the other. Like the Monday night game was pretty good with the Ravens and the Raiders. I was, was. impressed by the Raiders. But I do got to throw out a little 
just Urban Meyer in Jacksonville getting destroyed by the Houston Texans. And then he doesn't even talk after that game. Dude. I got a lot of funny out of that. I, I feel so I feel so bad for Trevor Lawrence. I feel like Trevor Lawrence has to feel like, damn, out of every place. It's bad enough I'm in Jacksonville, you know, so even though it's like my home area or whatever. But um, I have to be down here with a rookie head coach with this type of ego. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this dude brought in the strength and conditioning guy that had racist, uh, alleged racist problems in the past. Right. What? Why? I mean, really think about this. You're you're a man. I know you have a huge ego from all the success you've had in college football. That's cool. But you're stepping up to a whole nother level. So you should humble yourself slightly. You're also going into it with professionals. If he was even coaching high school, he shouldn't have brought that gentleman in for what happened in the past. Right. You're going to bring him in there with grown ass men that are professionals and they right. are the people as far as race wise that he was being disrespectful towards. That makes no sense. Like how, how big how is many your- how many of those players wore and racism on the back of their helmet and then you're bringing right. them in. Right. Like so. I mean, the, the type of ego that you had to have to do that, then you decide to bring Tim Tebow in. Like what do you like? You know what they should. We know what we really needed this shit. We needed Hard Knocks Jacksonville. Yeah, we did. that's what we really because that would have been funny to see what was going on behind yeah. the, the scenes. I'll wait for next year too. G- give me Hard Knocks Jacksonville because right. I want to see Urban Meyer with the clipboard. Who's vaccinated? All right, you're cut. Who's right, vaccinated? Right. You're cut. Urban, yeah, it's saying that. Just you know, you're not supposed to. You, we get, we get it. But you're not yeah. supposed to say it. That's like, a wink, just, wink, Urban. Yeah, That's a wink, like, wink. It's just like, dude, I, I get it. You're used to the kingdom. Everyone right. reports to you in the kingdom. But see, you that's why you're no wrong because you're in the you national stayed, championship. Yeah, every you should have stayed. Should have stayed over there in college. You know what I'm saying? You should have stayed in college. And the crazy part is. Him looking and saying, like, man, they're going to get Trevor Lawrence. This could really be something. And it, it, it really should have been a situation, and it still would have been probably failed. He should have went to a more established team and basically a team that was already found, I mean, already put together by a good coach and a team that, that the ownership just thought they needed to change, basically. And at least he would have had players at positions ready to go rather than he has to build this program up while he's trying to assimilate to the league. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I, I, I feel sorry for Trevor Lawrence because – you you still see the great talent in Trevor Lawrence, but I feel like he's going to have to go up so many more bumps and bruises because his coach isn't just learning on a job as if he was Matt Nagy, who was in the pros. And I'm not saying that Matt Nagy's better than Urban Meyer, I guess maybe. But Matt Nagy, who was in the pros, who at least knows the professional game. And I mean, recently in the pros, before anybody tells me about Urban Meyer being in the pros before uh, – before Utah and before Michigan State yeah, or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever. wherever the hell he was at, right? right? I'm saying, like, in the last 15 to 20 years being in the pros, you know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, but still, that's it's a bad situation to me. You know, like I say, I, I feel bad. When I see – and I felt that before, but when I watch the game and I watch how many throw, like how many throws he's going to have, he's on track to be Peyton Manning as far as they turn it around next year. That's how many interceptions I think he's going to end up throwing this year. All right, Ooh. a record, a record wise, and I think that, I think he may have over fifteen interceptions this year. You know what I'm Probably. saying? Probably. And and I mean now next year he 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 grows from it. Great, but if he starts to develop bad habits, we'll see. All right, time to go up for grabs. 
Time to go up for grabs. All right, Ryan Bisky, let's go up for grabs. My first one is what is going on with Craig Crimble? Because in his last 17 innings, he's got a 582 ERA and a minus 0.2 wins above replacement. I know for me, I'm thinking, you know, one thing about the Cubs, they got that pitch, uh, pitch lab where they do all these things, monitoring your spin rate and everything. And that's was the big thing that got him right. And I wonder with maybe without that, that kind of source and on top of it, you throw in, he's not the closer and he's always been, I want to be the closer. I want to be the closer. And even though maybe he's not voicing that, you know, that's in the back of my mind, in his mind. For as sure. A human, as a human, I mean, to not even have a chance as it seems to be able to get to the, be the closer. Yeah, I think that would be frustrating. As you mentioned, um, the, I think Andy Katz probably has a pitch lab. I would think if, it seems like the Sox are, are up to date. I was reading an article from uh, John Michael Walters from Fanside, and he was pointing out that Kimbrell is just one in four and save opportunities and has allowed runs to cost the White Sox in two different games, which prevents them prevented the White Sox from being in second place in there and third, so they won't have home field against the Houston Astros. Um, man, I was, I was not looking at being worried about Craig Kimbrell. You know what I'm saying? I was looking at it as far as the eighth and ninth being good. Actually, I was looking at it as far as if Hendricks has some issues, then at least we got Kimbrel and we can stick Kimbrel back there. You know what right. I'm saying? So to, to know that he has his issues and it basically took him a season in 2018 to get back on right with the Cubs, we don't have that right now. You know what I'm saying? We need you on point. Um, I was listening to um, Parkinson Spiegel uh, today. And uh, just to think about how many games they may have left to see if he's okay, and what would you do with your righty situation? Um, this, I mean, I'm not blaming nobody from this. That was a sound trade. I'm not even. Um, I don't even want what we traded back. <laughs> and I mean, that was, I was the one thing. Was there an arm that you'd rather have than Kimbrel? Like he was one of the best arms you can get on the market. And listen, uh, there's one thing that John mentioned in his article. He opened up. I never thought that Craig Kimball was going to be worth the combination of Cody Holder and Nick Matchko. So far, he's been worse than expected. Um, I do, because clearly you must have loved you some Nick Magical. All right. Because, <laughs> I mean, Cody, listen, like, Co- Cody has the stuff, but it, it just, he doesn't lock in. But, like, Nick, like, I'm, I'm, I'm for two years of Craig, well, a year and a half of Craig Kimbrell, I would take that over Nick Mack. You could find you another slappy uh, uh, back of the lineup hitter and a a so-so slightly below average second baseman. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'll say this. In in the lineup that the Sox have, uh, Magical may be nice because you wouldn't be asking to do a lot. And basically, if he's at the bottom of the lineup, you're basically flipping it early and you you basically he's lead off and then it's 10. And he's not striking out doing that. Yeah, and it's so much. It's, it's so many guys around him that you have to pitch to him, basically. You know what I'm saying? So here, yes, I don't know as being a focal point on a rebuilding team on the north side what his value is. You know what I'm saying? Especially if he doesn't have guys around him to protect him. If he's looked at as maybe being one that's of, the key for him though, like just not being so low on the totem pole of star power or something. I don't know because some guys I just. Mean, you know, little big fish in a small pond kind of thing. Maybe it's the yeah. opposite, little fish what, in the ocean. This, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, I wonder if he's going to get the opportunity 
as far as people, now I want to say pitching around him, but not giving him uh, pitches to hit because they view him as being one of the better hitters on the Cubs. You know what I'm saying? Which again, if in the long run that if, if in the long run that benefits him to grow into a greater player, then I'm wrong and be like, wow, it would be nice if he was on the south side. But I'm not gonna. This is this. I'm not gonna get upset about this deal, especially if this may be a deal that benefits the Sox next year. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's may, may, maybe Kimbrel will get together next year. Can we go into next year, Kimbrel? Then you have Hit Hendricks. I'm good to go. You find out with Kopech probably going back to the starting lineup. Well, going back to the starting lineup. You can find somebody else to be in that bullpen. Hopefully, uh, uh, Crochet. Hopefully, Crochet would get back to being the Crochet before Ricky injured him. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'll, again, it's a worry. It's a big time worry as far as contending this season. If Craig Kimball is not going to be the guy that the White Sox thought they brought in, I'm I'm not going to act like that's no biggie. That is huge. But I still would have made that move uh, nine out of ten times if you asked me to, to make that move. I mean, to me, that was the perfect. That's one of the perfect moves you could have done, especially across city across uh, city rivals in a way, even though they don't play in the, in the same divisions, I mean, the same leagues, um, For you had to give them something. And that one, I, I'm not going to be mad in a decade if Nick Magic was an all-star for the Cubs. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not. You it, gotta, it's just like when the Cubs in 2016. I didn't want to give away, and I'm blanking on the prospect's name for Araldis Chapman, but you needed to do it to win the World Series. And Gleyber Torres. Yes, and he is not – that player that you thought he was trading nope. away either. Now, yeah, and then they moved, just moved him again. I think um, the, the 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 Yankees. I thought I saw like last week. No, Glaber two years ago, you still was like, man, I think I wish we'd have had Glaber. But now you kind of right. know the type of player he is, and you got a World Series out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like that, and you got a World Series, and he wasn't the the world beater that you feel like you gave up. You know, right. he wasn't even he wasn't even Eloy. I mean, Eloy. That one hurts a lot more. <laughs> that, one, that one hurts a little. Yeah, I know. I know, right? What else you got for me? My last up for grabs, USC has suddenly become vacant after Clay Helton was fired very quickly. And it just kind of feels like ever since uh, Pete Carroll left, they just can't figure it out with a head coach there. So who would be your pick for the next head coach of USC? Um, I saw, I look like I saw Eric B on some show, um, mm. being mentioned. I think that'd be the perfect place for him to go and show that who he really could be. Um, I, I, I don't, again, I don't mean to disrespect Eric B enemy. All right. Especially your brother, but, um, Andy Reid is a, and probably is a more qualified than Matt Nagy in terms of, oh, he's more qualified from the amount of year, regardless of we don't know his responsibilities. Uh, and I, I, I think I'll say this. I, I think Eric Bieniemy is is definitely way more established in that offense. He's had more years than Matt Nagy. That was Matt Nagy's first year, and we know it wasn't even a whole season. We know it was really some games that Matt Nagy had. Andy Reid it gave him the control, not just in name of position. And but to actually, be fair, we don't know if Matt Nagy actually gave up play calling. We don't know if Andy Reid actually gave it up when it's supposedly Matt Nagy doing it. Right, right. I, I'll say this. We knew Matt Nagy gave it up for about two games. About two games, then you start seeing Nagy-ish plays jump back into Bill Lazor's uh, scheme, right? We, I think the first game, we definitely know Matt Nagy kind of gave up the gave it up, all right? But but I'll say this. I, so uh, because of Matt Nagy, I, it, it puts a fear in me. You know what I'm saying? So 
I'm not I'm not the person that's saying, look, well, fire my neck and bring the enemy in here, even though if I'll say this, even though if that offense is jack similar, it's probably it wouldn't be that bad. I'm I'm more like get the Dabo dude from Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm like too. I'm like go get go get him right because he he fixed fixed Josh Allen. All right, and like, he play calls. Yeah, so I'm more like even though he needs to run the ball a little bit more, but um, I'm more I'm more leaning in that way. Uh, if you had to ask me, and it's pro- and it's because of Matt Nagy. But getting back to the USC job, um, I would love to see that brother there. I mean, I would love him to spend a decade there. I would love to see him do what Pete Carroll did there, but do it on the offensive side since Pete Carroll was a, a, known as a defensive coach. You know what I'm saying? Even though they had off, they had wonderful offense. Is I forgot. Uh, yeah, they had wonderful offenses uh, there. It, it, with the, when you look at Matt Leinart, you look at Carson Palmer. You know what I'm saying? So on and so forth. Reggie. Reggie. You know, but I mean, but think about this. And they weren't even that great. But I can remember Keyshawn Johnson in USC playing against Northwestern and they were packed in good, but they weren't like, Oh my God. Now they had studs because back then they used to draw the kids from around California. That's why Keyshawn being a California kid is that problem is you got Bryce young being a California kid down in Alabama. <laughs> All right. right. That's your problem. <laughs> or I'll say this. I would look to bring in um, someone uh, that's either Samoan or Pacific Islander, I would look to take all that away from uh, all the Utah, right? We about to lock in all you all. We're going to have the best everybody coming from and also get what's around us. But I would go I would go that way. Um, I wouldn't. I, I, you, of course, Urban Meyer has been people asked Urban Meyer and he said no, there's no chance. I thought Urban Meyer should have went there the years past. <laughs> I agree. I, listen, I actually, I've been waiting for Urban Meyer to go to USC since real, even before he left Ohio State because it made the most sense that since he's doing he's doing blue chip programs to res- resurrect, you know, he was going to take it to SC. I thought that was the logical step. Right. right. So you think maybe um, he was like, damn, if they only fired him a little bit sooner, yeah, I would have sure, taken of it. Co- of course. I mean, but then I, I guess the point I was trying to get, who – I know who USC, USC is, but I don't think they know who they are because they keep firing these coaches. Let's not forget the fact that they, they left Lane on the tarmac like um, like uh, what's that Steve Ballmer should have did. Um, <laughs> what's uh, what's my boy's name to play for the Lakers to play for the Clippers the year before I keep getting oh, on? Oh, God, I'm blanking. <laughs> Your guy, Montrez Mont- okay. Harrell. Like, yeah, he should have Mont- left Montrez Harrell. <laughs> Montrez Harrell threw his chains out on the tarmac from the bubble. Like, get your ass out of here. Close the ship. Take um, your shit look, to the late show. Exactly. But uh, look, I, I mean, t- to me, they think they think they think they're better than who they really are, to be honest with you. I think they're and, the Alabama of the West. Right. But this is the crazy part. You know, Alabama was like that for a long time. Like Alabama was out in the wilderness. They have they blip up, you know. Time Bill Kerr was down there, but I, I mean, you had um, you had a uh, one of uh, what's his name's kids? Uh, what's the head coach for the Miami Dolphins back in the uh, the seventies and eighties? Um, oh, he just passed away. Oh. Yeah, exactly. You had one of his kids down there, Don Shula. Uh, Shula, Shula, yeah, Don Shula. I had to get the Shula Steakhouse in my head before I realized. I was like, he was one. He was a steakhouse guy too, like Dicker. Uh, you had a Shula boy down there. Um, well, look, to be I, fair, it's really uh, 
Bear Bryant to Nick Saban. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's, that's what I'm saying as far as Alabama. Like, it's it's kind of – you kind of luck into it. You know what I'm saying? That Nick Saban – I mean, people knew Nick Saban is an excellent college coach. Nobody knew he was going to do that in Alabama, have the greatest right. dynasty ever. No, right. no, listen, I'd be lying. And listen, to keep reinventing it, you would have thought it, it would have worn off by now. Just to, listen, just two, three years ago, we was like, Dabo had his ass, right? It's the, it's the Clemson era. And now we like, get that out of here. Right. Right. We're Went like, from Greg McElroy to freaking Bryce Young. That's the evolution, right? There. Right. Right. So, I mean, we're going from them being a defensive team with the stationary quarterback to when he finally, I think Sims was the first one, started going to a mobile quarterback, but was really started recruiting big time mobile quarterback. And then we used to scream for like, dude, common sense. You cannot have a stationary quarterback with these defense, with how this the, the, the college football game is set up. You got to have a mobile guy because all, it, offense has benefited more in college. Offense has benefited more everywhere, but offense has benefited more in the spread offenses. You're going to have to get you a quarterback that can move around. Um, but they they have to realize where they are and then they just have to start game planning. They probably should look to someone who's been a coach. You know what? Be honest with, with you. And this this he may not be able to do it. I start looking at Pete Carroll again. I know Pete Carroll just signed a deal. We could. But I, so I want to try to get it on. They probably have, you know, but I would look for. Because I think the formula now is, and it's not a proven track record. Because look at Dabo, you know, look at um, you look at uh, what you got down there with. Um, I'm blanking out today. This is a, a know, big time. Too. You look at Todd Day. You look at uh, Riley down there. Oh, Ryan Day. You, you thank you, Russ. I said Todd Day. I'm talking about old Bucks players. You look at uh, you look at Riley at Oklahoma. So you have guys that haven't come through the pros. But I would look for a pro guy. But I mean a real oh. pro guy. How about Jimbo at Texas A&M? Took Florida well, I mean, State but, to a national title. You could really recruit out there. Like, you're fighting for everybody in Texas. Yeah, but Jimbo has to do it at Florida A&M before I, I give him that pass. I'm with you, though. If you give Jimbo the West Coast, he probably is going to be able to do it. But you know the problem with Jimbo? Jimbo may flee. <laughs> he might you know who knows when Texas like, gonna come with that bag but like you know you want to come back to the SEC with oh Texas in the SEC like I mean so I, but I, I think that's a good one Sark but I'm after still, dark baby I'm, I'm, I'm still hesitant because Jimbo has to be even though this is gonna be like the best year Texas Tech has under Jimbo with the, the, the players that they have thank you Texas and you know what it's about time we get up off this bad boy <laughs> 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 it's about time to go because this has been a, this is not this has not been my best show when it comes to making mistakes. I have I have flubbed and said the wrong. I said Todd Day. It's just it's, it's the it's, heart of what we're saying. Not, it's like when I was in history class in in college. It's it's good to remember dates and names, but it's really important to know what the heck was going on and why it was going on more so than getting all those details correctly perfectly. Mm, that works for me. That's a good one. I like that. We'll use that for our excuse today. I like it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, we'll definitely be back here next week, breaking down Bears, Bengals, also definitely doing a little baseball talk. We're going to start getting to some football, I mean, basketball, and also going to start rotating guests back in and out of here. Uh, We got some, some interesting stuff coming up. Uh, this fall as we kind of switch this show around, add more effort into it. I Ryan is on it. Um, I have been drained from everything else that I'm probably doing, so I have to. Refocus. Well, you're doing a lot. 
You're doing well. well over there. This is home, so I need to refocus and make sure the energy and everything is going properly. But Ryan, I always appreciate it. Everybody up there, you out there, you already know. Don't do anything stupid before you hear from us again. And also, we were talking about a prior to this show, man. We in a crazy world in a crazy country. Man, let's look out for yourself and stay out of the business of these these weirdos. And I, I don't even mean that if you think I mean politically. I, I'm talking it's weirdos on both sides. I'm just saying people out here that are just obsessed with what they want and how they want it. And they can't listen to anyone else's ideas, thoughts or anything whatsoever. Um, be cautious of that. Don't be close minded, people. Be a little open minded here. On that note. <laughs>